episode number 211. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine S. Brand. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Today, I want to talk to you about better boundaries at work and how having better boundaries at work will set you free and will improve your work experience. So I want to talk about boundaries because I have experienced the impact that implementing boundaries can have on your life from a professional perspective. Going from working as a lawyer part-time to having a business that was a side business. Um, I had a portfolio career. Moving from that to working full-time in my own business where I've been able to set my own schedule and I'm in control of my own time has meant that boundaries has become even more important. Um, I think oftentimes when people think about the idea of working for yourself, it can be romanticized and like, you know, I'd love to be able to work for myself. I'd love to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. All of that is great. All of that is true. But when you are working for yourself, it means that you have to set your own boundaries. It means that you have to create the structure that is um, already present within a corporate setting. And that isn't always easy. (laughs) It isn't always easy to figure out what that structure needs to look like. So I've been doing a lot of work around this. It's been helpful for me. And when I was reflecting on the lessons that I've learned, I thought, you know what, if I knew this when I was working as a lawyer, my experience would have been a lot more enjoyable. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. So when I'm talking about boundaries, there's really two types of boundaries that we need to be thinking about. Number one is boundaries with yourself. And number two is boundaries with others. Okay, so we're going to talk about boundaries with yourself and boundaries with others. So let's start with boundaries with yourself. Why is this important? It's important for you to be thinking about and setting boundaries with yourself because you are not a machine. There are many of us that are out here feeling burnt out, stressed out, overworked, because we are acting as though our bodies are machines, where we are just doing, 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 showing up, doing the work going to bed late, not eating well, not getting enough sleep, not exercising, not doing all of the basic things that you can be doing to make sure that your body is able to operate in a way that is going to give you optimal performance. I think that when you are wanting to do well, when you are ambitious, when you are someone who has the goals and you want to just achieve them, it's really easy to just be going and going and going and going and doing what you think is required in order for you to hit your goals, in order for you to get noticed, in order for you to make impact within the work that you're doing. But what I want to encourage you to do is recognize that in order for you to show up and for you to have the most impact and you to do the best job, you as an individual, like you in your being, you as a person, you need to make sure that you are looked after. Like you can't deliver results for your team, for your organization, for your clients, 
at a level that you want to if you're not looking after you. So I'm sharing this with you and I'm talking to myself at the same time. Like I am someone who is absolutely a night owl, who finds that I am more creative in the evening. And so I found that I was working late, staying up late because that is what I wanted to do, right? I, I, I felt inspired at that time. I felt like I could get a lot done at that time. I'm a mother of two. So once my children are in bed, like the house is quiet and that's a great time to get work done. But the issue with that is I'm a mother of two. So I would be going to bed late. I'm not going to tell you how late, but very late. And then being woken up at like five or six in the morning by one of my children. And so I wasn't getting enough sleep. And because I wasn't getting enough sleep, then my performance wasn't as good as it could have been. So not being able to remember things as much as I used to be able to or not being as sharp as I know I could be or not having as much patience as I know I needed to have was very much tied to the fact that I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't getting enough rest. And when I started to recognize the correlations between how I was showing up and the amount of rest I was getting, the amount of water I was drinking, the amount of good food that I was eating, the amount of exercise that I was having, I realized that I needed to put in place some boundaries for me as an individual around what I was going to allow to happen and not allow to happen because I knew that I wanted to be able to show up. So before we even start talking about boundaries with other people, let's start exercising boundaries with ourselves, implementing them, deciding what they're going to be, implementing them and sticking with them so that you can train yourself around that and really honor the boundaries that you set for yourself so that you can show up the best, right? So that you can be the version of yourself that you want to be and produce the type of work that you want to produce. So that's number one. Setting boundaries with yourself is going to really, really help you to up your performance without necessarily putting in more time. Like when you are fully hydrated, when you are have had enough rest, when you've been exercising, the amount of output, um, or the quality rather, the quality of your output in an hour is going to be so much better, so much more effective then the quality of your output, if you are feeling drained, if you are energetically tired, if you haven't really been eating well, you're, the way you're going to output in that same hour is not going to be as good. So really thinking about not just the quantity in terms of how much time you're spending doing things, but what is the quality of that? How are you showing up from a quality perspective because of how you've been fueling or um, looking after yourself? Okay, enough said about that. So let's talk more about Point number two, boundaries with other people. And when it comes to boundaries with other people, this really starts with you getting to know yourself. Like raising your level of self-awareness is key when it comes to boundaries with other people. When you can understand what your preferences are, what your preferences are when it comes to your communication style, when it comes to your learning style, when it comes to your working environment, when it comes to how you have a relationship with deadlines. When you understand that more, you're able to articulate to other people what those things are. It is really interesting to me. Whenever I work with new clients, one of the assessments that I do with them is a DISC assessment. And the DISC assessment helps them to understand who they are as a person from a, um, from a point of view of their workplace preferences, right? Like, how do you prefer to work? What works best for you? How do you um, communicate the best? What are the things that you expect? Like knowing all those things about yourself can really help you to determine what type of environment you need to be in and then how you need to be operating in that environment and how you relate with other people. So when you can know what your preferences are, 
then you're able to let other people know what your preferences are and create boundaries around that. So to give you an example, if you're the type of person who needs to be able to think things through, if you need time to process before you can make a decision on something, it isn't helpful when you have somebody, say it's a line manager or it's a peer, coming to you asking you to make decisions on the spot. Like, what do you think? Let me know what you think and we're going to act on it. That isn't helpful for you. That causes stress. That causes anxiety. Now, if you know that ahead of time, you're able to communicate that and say, okay, guys, I know we're in this meeting and you want an answer right now, but I'm the type of person that needs to process. So I'm going to go away, process, and I'm going to come back to you this afternoon. I'm going to come back to you in the morning with an answer so that you don't feel rushed but you've managed the expectation. But you're not able to do that unless you know that that is true for you. So that self-awareness piece allows you to let other people know. And the self-awareness piece allows you to really stand in your boundaries. I recognize that when I, and I'm going to use an analogy from parenting because I am a parent and I draw so many lessons from my interactions with my kids. But I realize that when my children have tantrums, it affects me deeply (laughs) and not just affects me in terms of like, oh, I'm upset that they are getting upset. It affects me because I sometimes get irritated by the fact that they're having a tantrum about this very thing. You're upset that I said no when I know that the reason why I said no is for your benefit and actually you shouldn't really be this upset. Like in my mind, it's like you shouldn't really be this upset right now. Like I said you cannot have dessert before dinner for a reason like why are we having a tantrum why are we having a meltdown and when my children are in moments of meltdown I would get sometimes irritated by the reason why they're acting like this like what is actually going on and I appreciate they are five and they are seven and emotionally there's a lot going on but in the moment sometimes I'm just like what is actually why are we doing this and I'm getting upset so what I realized was I needed to create a boundary so that I didn't get triggered and that I wasn't discounting their feelings so rather than trying to get my seven-year-old to calm down and stop rolling around on the floor and shouting in this moment rather than doing that I'm gonna allow him to do what he needs to do but my boundary is you just can't do that in my space you just can't do that in my space so rather than telling him like stop doing that which is what I used to do I started saying okay I understand that you're upset and I understand that you want to have your tantrum and it's okay it's okay to cry it's okay to get upset you can do that but you can't do that here you cannot do that in my bedroom You cannot do that in my presence because I can't, I can't deal with that right now. So what I need you to do is go and do that in your bedroom. When you've calmed down and you're ready for a cuddle and you're ready to talk, come back to me. So I started doing that with my son and it it blew my mind as to the effect. So what I have seen is a few times he's got up, he's left the room before he even makes it to his bedroom. He comes back and says, mommy, I'm sorry about my attitude or I'm sorry about the way that I've been acting. It's just that. And then we can have a conversation. So with me holding my boundary and saying like, I don't, I'm not telling you to stop what you're doing. I'm just telling you that it's not okay to have it in my space. It's helped him to realize like, do I actually need to have a tantrum right now? Or do I just want mum's attention? And if I can't get her attention by rolling on the floor, maybe I'll just do what she said and have a conversation. Why am I sharing this with you? Like, I'm not saying that your colleagues are tantruming. I'm not saying that they're like seven-year-olds. But the same principle applies when it comes to the way that people like to do things. 
there may be people in your space, in your organization, in your team that like to do things a certain way that doesn't align with the way that you like to do things. And so the boundary is really about you saying, okay, it's okay if that's how you want to do it. But if you want me to be involved in this project, or if you want me to be able to produce, this is what I require. So if you need me to work to a deadline, I need you to give me some space. Like if you know that this is going to be due next week, please don't tell me the day before it's due that I have to have input. Like, can you give me a heads up? And it's important that you give the boundary and that you reinforce it. Because oftentimes we can say that there's a boundary. For example, I need to leave at a certain time because I need to go to my kids event, right? I need to go to watch my kids do a play or a sports event. You might say that, but then when someone comes in, you want to leave at five and someone comes in at four and they ask you to produce a report, you make the exception and you're like, okay, just this time you make a phone call. Like I'm not going to make it to the thing. I'm going to stay here. I need to get this thing finished at work. You make the exception the first time. The next time that same colleague is going to come and ask you something and expect that you make the exception. And I'm not saying there may be certain circumstances where there's a massive fire and you need to you need to drop everything and you need to get it done. But sometimes we're not even asking the question to find out whether or not it's that urgent. Like the person's asking you to do something. So because they've asked, you're just like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. But like, have you asked them, is this critical? When is this due? How important is it to get it done right now? Because when we're not asking those clarifying questions and we're just quick to let go of our boundaries, we're setting ourselves up for a relationship where people have an expectation of you. I remember that there was a time when I was working as a junior lawyer and I was asked to make some changes on a report that needed to go out to the client. And the client was flying out in a few days and uh, we wanted to get the report to them as soon as possible. The partner asked me if I could get this finished. My godson was having a birthday party. He was going to be, it was his fifth birthday party. I was all set to go. I was just going to like finish this thing, leave the office. Then the partner came in and said, Janine, we really need to get this done. Can you get it done? And I was a junior lawyer, right? So in that moment, I was like, oh, I want to go to the party. He's five. It's my godson. But uh, I chose to stay at work and do the work got the report done, got it to the client. A few days later, I asked the partner, oh, like what happened with the report? Like, did the client review it? What did they think of it? And the partner's response was, oh yeah, um, he hasn't had a chance to look at it yet. Like it, he doesn't actually have to look at it and get back to us till next week. So I guess he'll do it like before our next meeting. I was like, oh really? Okay. So what I thought was urgent because the partner gave it to me and said it would be great to get it done today was not actually urgent. Because the client wasn't expected to look at it for a whole entire week. But I missed my my godson's fifth birthday party. And I'll never be able to go to his fifth birthday party again. Right. And it was in that moment that I was like, okay, Janine, what did you do wrong here? You didn't actually ask and inquire to find out how urgent it was. You just assumed because it was given to you that you needed to do it right now. And that is a lesson that I want everybody to like really lean into. Like, are you asking the right question to find out how much this thing needs to be prioritized? Because if you're not asking the question, then you can't properly prioritize it or you can't properly put it in the pecking order of things that you need to focus on. So I want to encourage you to make sure that when you are interacting with people and you are considering whether or not this is something you're going to take on, that you're actually thinking about it in the round and you're asking the right questions because everything seems urgent. Everything seems like it needs to be done right now, but you get the opportunity to own 
what you're going to work on and when, and to communicate that with other people. I had an experience recently with a client who did this. She had a colleague who was had a very different approach to working, was very like, okay, everything needs to be done now. We need to put out these fires. We need to do this now. And my client couldn't work like that. She's the type of person who needs a plan. She needs to know why we're doing this, when we're doing this. So she decided she was going to communicate that with her colleague and say, look, we need to plan. Like there's loads of things that need to be done. Like we need to put things in order. We need to prioritize. We need to decide what we're doing when. And she did that. She told her that, but then she followed up and she made a suggestion as to how they could go about doing this in a, in a better way. Um, and she reinforced it and she reinforced it every time the colleague came and said, Oh, we need to do this. She's like, okay, well, how does this fit with our plan? What are we prioritizing? If we're going to prioritize that, are we deprioritizing other things? And over time, with her reinforcing that through asking questions, through restating her, her approach, the colleague's behavior has changed. And the way that they give work to her or the way that they request that she gets involved in projects has changed because she has enforced her boundaries. And so I want to encourage you to be more proactive in the way that you want to get things done and the way that's going to work best, not only for you, but for everyone. Because if you're working to your preferences, your level of productivity is going to increase and your ability to get things done and over the line is going to improve. And so you implementing your boundaries is not about, you know, being like, oh, it's my way on the highway. It's about knowing what your preferences are, understanding other people and having communication with them so that you all can make sure that the projects that need to get done are getting done. And in the process, you're going to feel less overwhelmed. You're going to feel less frantic. You're going to feel less burnt out because you have strategy, because you have you have put thought behind what it is you're doing, when you're doing it, why you're doing it and how you're doing it. So that is what I wanted to share with you around boundaries. Since I've been thinking about this for myself and I've been implementing like, okay, what boundaries do I need to have with myself? What boundaries do I need to have with my team? What boundaries do I need to have in my households? I have been able to show up in a much calmer manner and put a lot more thought into what I'm working on and when and which projects need to be prioritized and which don't. And if we do need to prioritize something else, what's actually going to happen with the other things? So it's about leaning into that strategic thinking that you should be doing as an individual as you are managing your career and you're managing where it is you want to go and how it is you want to grow. So that is my thought around boundaries at work and how they will set you free. So to recap, you want to be thinking about what boundaries are you setting with yourself around managing yourself. So nutrition, sleep, exercise, water intake, all of those things. What do you need to be doing so you can show up your best? And then secondly, boundaries with other people. How are you understanding your preferences so that you can communicate them with other people in a way that allows you to enhance your performance, in a way that allows you to do your work, get the results, make impact, but in a way that works for you. So that is what we have been talking about today. I'm going to go. I will speak to you all very, very soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, then I want to remind you that caring is sharing. Share this episode out with somebody else and head over to your podcast app to leave us a rating and review. For every rating and review that you leave, it helps us reach more people. It helps more people find the show. So I'd appreciate it if you go and do that right now. Thank you so much. 
If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there. Head over to lightbotscoaching.com forward slash community and it will take you right to the group. I look forward to seeing you.